This is part two. John Benet Ramsey. You've waited a whole week. I did, but listen, I did not lie when I told you <laughs> I was going to do some research because with a lot of things that you said last episode, right, there is a lot of conspiracy theory linking the brother, the nine-year-old kid to a lot of these things. And I just want to go back to, because something that really kept sticking with me was the ransom note and how at the end of it, it said, victory sbtc right i think it was the verbiage used right and remember how we when we were talking about knots my first immediate reaction was sailboating right okay so i was curious to know one when learning how to tie knots with sailboating if they're extremely wealthy which or, they were yes right? they were or scouts right because right. you learn basic knot tying in scouts that's part of your whatever your badge learning or what whatever the process is i'm not yeah. a scout um burke was both a sailor and a boy scout he was okay. yes so in 1995 uh so pat ramsey would always send out these family and friend like christmas newsletters so in one of those particular newsletters she had stated victory because somebody had won a boating competition which made me think back to the ransom note, Victory SBTC. And my first breaking down the acronym of SBTC was Sail Boat Something Club, right? And so I was like, what does the T stand for? Right. So then I searched all the surrounding cities <laughs> to Boulder to see if anything started with a T, right? Nothing. There was no Ts. Lots of Ls and like Denver, whatever. And so then I thought, okay, sailboating something club. It's not yacht club because, you know, why? Well, yeah, and that would have been too easy. <laughs> and then I was like, well, maybe if it's a specific type, because in that newsletter, it led to it being more than a one person type competition, meaning if there's more than one person, then you're playing on a team. Exactly. So there's your sail team. boat team club i have solved the crime <laughs> i'm very proud of myself you are now a detective i that's i think i should have been one <laughs> i am a genius and you jumped down the rabbit hole i did and you're just gonna blow everything out of the water with the next of this part two do we talk about burke at all moving forward yeah we talk about him um yeah yeah we do we do okay. Because I can't know give that, it all away, but we I talked mean, about well, it. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I haven't looked into that. I know. I love your reaction. That's why I always tell you, hold on. We'll get I'm, there. I'm Wait a minute. I'm very excited. Obviously, because I don't know if our listeners know, but I used to work in social work with disabled adults for many, many years. And when I initially entered college, um, I was going to go into psychology and sociology. So I was going to do uh, a double major. Right. Um, and then get my PhD in psychology because yeah. I wanted to either go the criminal psychology route or the sci the sociology route. So Burke is very intriguing <laughs> to me. But I guess we'll get to that. So we will get to that. Are okay. you ready? I am ready. <laughs> you came prepared. I'm excited. <laughs> so a lot of people were investigate. Well, wait a minute. Let's go back. So do you remember where we left off last time? We left off on the pineapple last week. Yeah. So let's let's do a quick recap to make sure that I remember everything. Right. Okay. So initially, obviously, John Benet goes missing, right? Patsy goes in Burke's room. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes the phone call to 911, wakes up John. No one can find John Bonet. Then they call the friends. Yeah, the right. Friends they over. have a house full of friends. Yep. Then the police show up. Ask them to help with the search. Ask them to help search. Dad finds her. Yep. In the wine cellar, which is really the basement. With the do it yourself garrote or mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. Yep. Wrapped up in a blanket. He grabs her, takes her upstairs. So initially you've tampered the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we started immediately jumping into, you know, how the family at one point stopped cooperating with police. They found the flashlight. No one yes. claimed to know anything but about they, this heavy but the duty family flashlight. Was doing lots of immediate, getting lots of immediate mm-hmm. attention, but it wasn't directly related to right. helping with the case. Right, and okay. then we ended it by saying that John Bonet's favorite dessert was pineapple and milk, and there was a bowl found on the kitchen counter. Right, oh, I don't and when that. you don't remember that, no, will you go over that? <laughs> I, I literally don't. I have no recollection. Of that. <laughs> All right, let's go back. So. I'm going to give you another really big element to the case. There was a bowl of pineapple and milk sitting on the kitchen counter. This was JonBenet's favorite dessert. The fingerprints that were found on the bowl were that of Patsy and Burke. The bowl was from the night before. There was also a glass of tea on the counter. When the autopsy was done on JonBenet, it was discovered that she had pineapple in her body very recently not digested pineapple. Yes, yes. I remember this because I had asked... If it was extremely recent, then she must have eaten or consumed it just before she died. Yeah, just okay. prior to it. All right, I'm back. Yep, yep. So what I had posed the question was, is it was strange that her family claimed she fell asleep at the friend's Christmas party on the mm-hmm. way back home. And didn't state any of this happening. Nope. And they took yeah. her right to bed. That's right, that's right. All right. And so we have a ransom note, and then she was found hours later, which... Right. Defeats the purpose. And the public, if you remember me telling you, the public basically crucified the family, putting December 25th on John Bonet's headstone because how would they know the exact date? Because she was found on the 26th. 26th. Okay. So you would think that. And what year was she found? 1996. 1996. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people were investigated in this case. For example, there was a fake Santa that came to the house for the holiday, and he was investigated. Mm-hmm. He was cleared of any wrongdoing. There was another person named Michael that later confessed to her killing to a co-worker, and then he killed himself two months later. What? Yeah. The police were never able to confirm any kind of connection between this guy, Michael, and the Ramsey family, and that was dismissed. So he was actually just someone that was obsessed with John Bonet's case, told a co-worker of his that he was the one that had done it and then he killed himself two months later very very strange (laughs) so do we think that he could have been a viable option of killing her i mean maybe i don't personally think that but i'm sure there's a theory out there on it well do we find out what you actually think (laughs) yeah you'll find you'll find out i'm just kidding i don't know i don't know why you make me wait (laughs) okay got it (laughs) there was dna evidence of an unidentified person found under John Bonet's fingernails, which could mean she was clawing at this person and trying to get away. That same DNA was also found inside her underwear as well, right? right? Because I told you she had been sexually assaulted. They never figured out who the DNA belongs to, but it is very important that I do tell you the DNA does not belong to anyone in the Ramsey family. We really need to do a video podcast because if you guys could see the face Jessica just made. Wait, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) Doesn't that really throw a loop in any 
any conspiracy theory you may or may not have. I am not a detective. You were not expecting I did not that, were you? In this case. Now I'm upset. Isn't that interesting, though? Do we. Okay. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. I love this. All right. Cool. So we never figured out who the DNA belongs to. Okay. Ever. But we do know it's no one of the Ramsey family. I wonder if she. So during the pageants, right? I wonder if she had any aides or assistants or anything that would be helping her. And I'm not saying that I just don't want to automatically go right to the DNA that was found in her underwear because she was younger. What if they were helping her get dressed? See, all right. I think we took that in two very different ways. I guess to me, when I heard DNA found in her underwear, I immediately went to sperm. And I understand because she was sexually assaulted. Right. But what I mean by that, that's why I'm trying not to jump just to that conclusion. Right. Because they also said DNA was also found under her fingernails, which means skin. Yeah. And it's the same DNA that was found inside of her underwear. Right. Exactly. Right. So that's why I'm not attempting, even though, yes, that I won't lie. That's my (laughs) first initial reaction. Right. But that's why I'm asking is... Maybe one of the assistants or helpers or whatever was helping her get dressed and pieces of their skin, obviously, whatever. Or there's just, there's lots of, she could, I don't know. I There's, whatever. Okay. You could go anyway with I, that. But I mean, I do, okay, DNA, unidentified person, go. <laughs> so in 2008, there was a man named Mark Carr that came forward and said he killed her. But the police ended up discovering that he also had a sick obsession with the John Bonet case, and it would have been impossible for him to kill her. And he was cleared as he had nothing to do with it and made the whole thing up. So there's a lot of twists. Are all these guys pedophiles that are I mean, forward? it's a little interesting that they're all overly obsessed with this case, right? It's a little I, weird. I get, well, I mean. I, I mean, it was a big national story, so perhaps they were just interested in true crime or she was just a little girl that they were attracted to because they're sicko perverts could be could be yes so in 2008 patsy ramsey died of ovarian cancer sad john and burke are the only remaining family members burke has never spoken to anyone about the case the only interview that he gave was when he appeared on the dr phil show oh yes during the show he acted very strange Mm -hmm. he was smiling a lot He was constantly moving around, and he was acting super nervous. But is he acting this way because he has probably experienced a lot of trauma from this case? Or is it because he basically lived his entire life under the public's opinion of him? Okay, so he actually did two interviews. You watched them. I did watch them. He did. I knew you would jump into this rabbit hole. Yes, I did. (laughs) So this is what I mean by I love the psychology of people because every single person has a tell if you just wait and watch them long enough um you pick up on a lot of cues whether those are red flags or you know or not and i did watch his dr phil uh interview and i also watched his cbs interview and i think they had both uh what are they called um television networks had two very different opinions of him. Right. The CBS one was all for him being guilty. Well, and was the CBS one when he was a child or later in his life? Both of them were later in his life. Okay, perfect. So probably around the same time he appeared on Dr. Phil. It's when he broke his, I think, 20 years of silence. Okay. So he did both interviews within around the same time. 
Right. Uh, but that's what I mean by I think both television networks went about it in two opposite spectrums. So CBS, I think, painted him in a light that he was, they already assumed he was guilty. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they led that interview. Granted, he doesn't do himself any favors <laughs> to disprove that in either interview. Right. But uh, no, to bring back to that, he was acting extremely strange. So I'm sure you're going to tell me we're going to get to that. Because my first question is, was he a violent kid? Do you want me to tell you we're going to get to that? Are we going to get to that? We are going to get to that. This is somebody else. Okay, so discounting that, can you just tell me yes or no? Yes, he was a violent kid. Like a very violent kid? I mean, I would definitely say very violent. So yes, I think most people would agree. Okay, so yeah, no, watching his reactions on their psychology-wise my first initial thought was, is this a violent kid? Has he harmed another human being? Has he harmed animals? Because I think that's just the natural connection to things. With oh, yeah. That type of behavior. He's He has very sociopathic tendencies and characteristics. And seeing it as an adult, as him being an adult, I can only imagine how he was as a kid. Right. And I did see so in the Dr. Phil interview, it does show him as an adult reacting to the interview that I can't I don't know if it was like a child development therapist or or whatever. When he was nine. Yes. Yeah. And they're doing the interview and she's asking him to draw a picture of him and the family. Uh-huh. So in the interview, right, with when he's nine, she says, draw a picture of you and your family. And he draws himself, his mom and his dad. So he doesn't draw his sister. So John Bonet is not in the picture She's at all. She's not in the picture at all. Okay. And Dr. Phil, in this interview, which he is smiling during the entire time, I just want everybody to know. And I'm going to put out there, yes, people grieve differently. Right. Yes, people react to being uncomfortable differently. He did not look uncomfortable. In fact, how comfortable he seemed made me uncomfortable so no empathy whatsoever oh zero empathy okay. this is what i mean by sociopathic tendencies zero empathy zero remorse zero guilt it was as if yeah i had a sister she got strangled she died we moved on so dr phil even asks him in that interview that he's incessantly smiling in a super creepy way yeah he asks him so why didn't you draw your sister and Burke says, well, essentially, she was gone. So, and he does this thing to where it's very nonchalant, it's unempathetic, zero feelings. And it would just be like you asking me, why didn't you want tacos for dinner? And me going, well, I don't like tacos. And then making a a face like, sorry, and shrugging because you can't see my face, but very, uh, type thing. Right. And that's what he does. That's his reaction. He says, because she wasn't with us anymore. So, and he shrugs basically, and he makes this face like, eh, I moved on. Wow. Almost like instantaneously, she was gone. I moved on. That was it. Yeah. She never existed past that. Yeah. So, that was a really big red flag to me. And yeah. So, I'm very curious to see how violent he was <laughs> and what he did so I can continue down my rabbit hole even though you just blew my entire theory out of the water with this DNA 
the DNA, no. I think for a lot of people blows the theory out because even though I do have my own theory as to what happened, it definitely does not explain the DNA. Okay. I still don't have a theory on that. All right. Well, I'm interested. Okay. So let's, let's go on to this violin. I hope that's what you're going to be talking about next. Cause if you're going to talk about something else, I'm going to get so mad. <laughs> so a lot of people claim that Burke yes. was a very, <laughs> was a very violent kid. He had hit his sister with things in the past. Now, I know when you were going down your rabbit hole, you were actually the one that told me a golf club, right? Yeah, he hit her in the head with a golf club. It's <laughs> definitely not normal behavior. No, like, I she, don't. She had a scar from being hit in the head with this. I guess club. I would be interested to know how the parents handled that. You know, was it just like, eh? Uh, no. Sibling, oh, siblings no. acting, oh, you no. know? I'm sure that they essentially crucified him because what I think the picture is being painted is. All of the parents' attention were on the John daughter. Bonnet, yes, right. John Bonet. Yes, they. Everything went into her. All of the money, all of the attention, all of the praise, right. all of the successes, all the love. And then Burke was just some weird, violent kid <laughs> over here who slept because he didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to be in a conflict, <laughs> so sleeping was avoiding conflict. Well, I'm sure that he was super jealous right because i mean why there i think there's always that healthy sibling rivalry i know that you felt listen we're just quick side note <laughs> <laughs> she already knows what i'm gonna say okay quick side listen note. anyone that knows me knows this story so wait hold on wait a minute i'm sorry <laughs> was this another one of those stories that when we first started dating a million years ago that my mom just immediately randomly told you <laughs> i don't because she has was... a tendency to just kind of be like hey i just met you like two days ago did you know this about my daughter she does this really weird thing it's freaking great it's it it's something it's so I'm just curious. I don't remember. Is this one of those stories? I don't remember if it was her or if it was you that told me. Oh, but I'm man. gonna give you. I'm gonna give you your opportunity to explain it, so everybody doesn't think you're a big a hole. Well, go ahead. You can tell <clears throat> the right. story. So back in the day when Brittany was growing up, her mom and Brittany has three siblings. Okay, two younger sisters and one younger brother. And if you don't know any of the four of them, and you wouldn't, and Brittany's the oldest, obviously, you would think that Brittany is the youngest, just by the way that she <laughs> acts, okay? She's got, like, the the only child syndrome. I or, was meant to be the baby. I just, you're meant I don't know something. what happened. Anyway, so her mom, for Easter, uh, they would do an Easter egg hunt, okay, every year. And her mom was really great about family traditions like this, which I have always really loved about her. Anyway, so uh, was it every year that she would put $20 in an egg? <laughs> she would. Okay. Yeah, she would. All right. So she did candy, all this type of stuff, and she would put a $20 bill in one of the eggs and essentially let these four crazy kids <laughs> run rampant through the house mind you it yeah. wasn't outside it was through the house so they're they're each just going for the because you know when you're super young twenty dollars is like a million dollars and <laughs> Brittany's younger sister uh so the younger sister that this happened to she's the middle child essentially she's yeah she's the middle so she's between Brittany and her youngest brother and her two, Brittany's two younger sisters are right in the middle of the four of them. So they're the middle child. Children. <laughs> so her sister gets this egg and Brittany, with all of her heart, 
believes that this egg that her sister got has the $20 <laughs> bill. And essentially, what did you do to your sister? Well, you know, it wasn't planned. Somehow, we I think we both spotted the egg at the same time. However it came to be, my elbow may have ended up in her face. Not on purpose. I think she ran into it. And her tooth was broken. She, her, her face just willingly <laughs> ran into your elbow. Needless to say, when the egg was opened... This is the best part. <laughs> there was no $20 bill in there. I was wrong. I had misjudged the entire situation. It was actually a Cadbury egg inside. Mind you, I love. So, Who won the $20 that year? You know, I don't remember. But it wasn't you. It definitely wasn't me. Was it Maddie though? No, no, it wasn't. I think she just, you know, ended up with a broken, with tooth. A broken tooth and <laughs> an Easter story to remember. Okay. Anyway, so back, back, to, back to my, this is what I mean by there's healthy competition aside from, you know, teeth being lost. <laughs> there's healthy competition and rivalry amongst all siblings. I, it's just, it's a thing. If any of you have siblings and you say there is no such thing as civil or sibling rivalry, you're lying. You're lying to yourself. And you're you're lying, lying to the rest of the world because it get is. Get off this podcast. It, I mean, don't, don't go. Don't Please me. stay. But no, it there. it's a thing. It's a known fact. So, I, you know, I this, we just went down this huge rabbit hole and then now I don't know what we're talking don't about. Don't worry. We'll get back to your point here. We were talking about the golf club. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, I there's a healthy sibling rivalry and then there's I'm going to beat the hell out of you with this golf club. <laughs> it's not the same thing. <laughs> it's very, two very different things. Anyway, go on. Sorry. No, you're good. So this is my theory. Okay. And of course, it is only my opinion. Okay. I have no evidence to prove that this either happened or it didn't. So do we, like last episode, are we going to be on polar opposite spectrums again? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think so. So you came to the light. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Maybe it was you that came to the light. No, it was definitely you. <laughs> but I believe that Burke hurt his sister. Okay. Whether it be on accident or not, I believe he had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. People think that John Bonet woke up in the middle of the night, excited for Christmas, like most kids, yeah. right? Went downstairs for a snack and saw her brother and her mother eating the pineapple. She took some out with her fingers straight out of the bowl, which explains why her fingerprints are not located on the bowl, only Patsy and Burke's. Okay. Burke gets mad that she took his pineapple. He then grabbed that black heavy-duty flashlight that no one was claiming, right? Mm -hmm. And hits her upside the head with it with no intent of killing her. Oh, my God. Do you think that Patsy's the one that wrote the ransom note trying to cover up for Burke? I'm going to say your favorite line and we'll get there. <laughs> I'm so sick of you. <laughs> so he has no intent of killing her, right? The parents staged the rest of the accident to prevent something from happening from Burke and basically losing both children. A grand jury did look over the case. They suggested that it be taken to trial, but the DA shut that down and cleared all the evidence that was found. Interesting. Right? Very interesting. So what about the sexual abuse that was found in the autopsy? The autopsy performed on JonBenet Ramsey revealed that she was sexually assaulted at the time of her death. 
The autopsy also found evidence of sexual abuse in the days preceding her death and chronically in the moments preceding it. The moments or the months? Uh, The months. Definitely not the moments. The crime scene indicated that great care had been taken to wrap her body in a blanket and to place it with a favored pink nightgown that she would wear. Okay, so from what you just said, obviously, this these are the facts that we know. She was raped the night of her murder. Right. She was raped months before her murder. Yes. Okay. And in the days up to. So basically, quite a bit. Okay, so her being sexually assaulted was nothing new, which is no so terrible. Okay, so I want to focus on the crime scene indicated that great care had been taken to wrap the body in the blanket in a blanket and to place it with a favored pink nightgown. Yeah, so, so they dressed her in a favored pink nightgown that she would wear. Oh yeah, that's not Which, a, that's not a random intruder. No, breaking in. No, it's not. If you're gonna take great care of the body. Right. And remember, she was found facing lying down. Right. So her face was down. So they always say that if it's someone, you know, and it's someone you care about. Right. They're going they don't want you to look at them. Yep. So they're going to leave you like that. So clearly it was someone that cared about her. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Do you have a theory on what happened here? The John Benet Ramsey case is super frustrating, and unfortunately, it's nothing but theories, and there are no real answers, and I don't believe that there ever will be. But I do have another theory for you. Okay. Uh, Let me hear this theory so I can tell you my theory. Or do you want to do mine first? No, I will tell you this one because it's a little wild. Okay. So, I don't know. Is this your theory? No, this is the internet's theory. Okay, internet's theory. (laughs) Got it. So, a lot of people believe that John Benet Ramsey... Mm-hmm. is actually Katy Perry. What? Yeah. The singer? The singer. Hold on. So uh, I will post a picture of the two of them side by side on social media just so people can see. I definitely obviously don't think that this is true. It actually got started during an interview that Katy Perry had done okay. where someone that was doing the interview asked Katy Perry, if you were John Benet Ramsey, blink twice. So Katy Perry did. And it kind of just blew up all over the internet and people started believing that John JonBenet Ramsey was actually never dead and that she grew up to be Katy Perry and the whole thing was a hoax. So Katy Perry has come out and said a long time ago, I believe it was in 2016, that she's definitely not John JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah. The fact that people joke about that, the fact that people even believe that is disgusting. But I wanted to throw that in there for you because that was a really weird one. twice then i don't know if it was a joke done during the interview because or how joke about that. exactly but she did come out and say she's not john benet ramsey you know it's definitely not something to joke about i don't even know if it was it's done. not something to joke about but i i did blink twice during the interview i don't know if it was done intentionally i'm not sure but i wanted to throw that one in there because a lot of people really believe that that's a thing and i guess she has a song that talks about being reborn essentially Okay, I'm a lot not, of people are reading way too much. Way too much into it, yeah. Okay, no. So She does not look like <laughs> JonBenet Ramsey. So, no, my theory, obviously, again, that I told you is that I think Burke definitely had something to do with it. And I think that the parents, maybe Patsy more so, did not want anything to happen to Burke or to lose both of her children. Because let's also talk about the duct tape that was on her mouth. It had yes. fibers from Patsy's sweater that she was wearing that day. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Are you ready for this? I am ready. 
Okay, so I've had a lot of time to kind of think about this. Um, I think, so I do know for a fact that Burke was a, when he was younger, he was a sailor, he was a scout, and he was known for camping. Okay, just want to throw that out there. The audience, you can do whatever you want with those three facts. Right. So I think that maybe that's where the this heavy-duty flashlight ties in. You need a heavy-duty flashlight to go camping. If you're an avid camper, which many um, interviews and information states that he was a really big camper. Okay. And also scouting, right? Right. So I think maybe he and Patsy were eating the pineapple and milk, right? John Bunny Ramsey comes down just like any kid would. That's her favorite you know, whatever yeah. snack. Sticks her fingers in the bowl, yeah, let just me have some. Burke is already, which I, you know, we know that can be extremely jealous because she gets all of this attention. That was his one thing, like, this is mine. I'm with my mom right now. Go away. Yeah, kind you of come thing. down and you interrupt this and somehow it becomes about you. Right. You're taking my time away. So I bet he did take the flashlight and he hit her over the head, right? And... We already know that he has no problem hitting her in the head with other things. A golf things. club, yeah. Um, I can't even understand what kind of damage that golf club would have done. Right. So he probably hit her. And number one, she either passed out or something happened, right? He hit her too hard to where she just did not come back from it. Whether she fell, hit her head, whatever. Right. I'm sure Patsy panicked. And maybe, like you said, it's not wanting to lose both of her children. I don't give her that much credit. I think mm -hmm. that if they are that significantly wealthy, it's not necessarily about the children. I think they didn't want that kind of negative media attention on them. If that I could makes see sense. That. Yeah. Because if you essentially let your son go down for that, that's all your family is ever going to be known for and if you think about it when you think about the family of the ramses do you think about john and patsy or do you think about john benet ramsey oh automatically john benet ramsey exactly so everyone that, else kind of just disappears yes yeah but the fact that they have that tied to their family gives them a significant status right and it's looked at in a positive light because this poor family had this beautiful little girl that had so much potential in the world to be something great. Oh, for sure. And they have this significant loss. Yeah, the brother's a little weird, whatever, right? But <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how they associate yeah. them. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. It's all about status. Exactly. So you let the your son go down for that. And what's his fate? The dad was the CEO. John, if the, right. If there's negative attention, he's going to be removed as the CEO because right. the company is going to want nothing to do with right. him. They're going right? to lose their income. Exactly. So the wealth goes down. The mom's life is significantly different and i just don't see them wanting to sacrifice their lifestyle to let whomever was guilty go down for that if it was the son right mm -hmm. and at the end of the day he is a nine-year-old kid no matter how disturbed he may be he's he's nine right so in my mind with him acting like that what did you do as a parent to contribute to your child's mental illness because he's obviously acting that way for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, so with all of that being set aside, I think he hit her, not necessarily with the intent of killing her, but definitely with the intent of hurting right, her. Right, right, absolutely. I, I think the same thing. I think the mom panicked. Mm -hmm. And I think those two just kind of went into action. I think the mom dressed her in the nightgown. 
very carefully and gently. And I think she put her in the blanket and put her downstairs face down. Do I think Burke raped her? I do. Right. I think when you look at the situation of rape and past rapists, right, the usual intent to rape, number one, is harm, but it's also control. Mm -hmm. And with her always having the attention and the love and everything going in her direction and not in his, I think maybe that could have been a moment for him to have that above her because she was smaller and younger than him. So I don't think she could have overpowered him. No, so he definitely felt powerful. Exactly. Right. And that's when he felt above her and that was the only time. So obviously I think he did have the capacity and the ability to rape her right. pretty significantly before and up to. So whether he raped her after all of this happened, when he had a moment to himself, right? And the other two parents, I guess, went to sleep because, you know, <laughs> everything was okay in their mind. Right. Um, but I do think that that also leads me back to the DNA being not of the Ramses. Yes. So there's two ways you can go with this, right? One way is it was Burke's DNA and they just paid off whomever they paid off. Yeah, because, I mean, the, they wanted it to go to trial, and the DA said, eh, and cleared all the evidence. And we do know around this time in the 90s, technology isn't at its peak. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that somebody couldn't have mishandled the evidence, which has seems oh, to be yeah, a pattern we say, in all these cases. Yeah, we say it all the time. Evidence goes missing. Yeah, something's tampered with. So Who's to say something didn't happen? Obviously, something happened, which is why the DA was like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Right. So I think you can go in that direction, right to where it is Burke's DNA, and something happened on the police's aspect of it, and they just screwed everything up. Yeah. Or because they're wealthy. And I'm not saying that Burke didn't rape her up until this point. Right. But they're wealthy. Maybe they... Man, I really hate to say this because it makes me really sick to my stomach. But maybe they paid somebody off to sexually assault her after she had died to make it look like it was... An intruder. Yeah, somebody broke in, even though we know that there was no forced entry. Well, no, and remember I told you in the very beginning of part one, John set the alarm that night. So I guess the question really remains either, was the alarm really set? Yes. Because... Clearly, it wasn't an intruder. They would have set off the alarm, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole thing staged. Yes, I think it was probably staged. I think Patsy wrote the ransom note. Because... Do you think she purposely misspelled words, crossed them out? Well, who or knows how think... smart she was? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't Google Patsy Ramsey's <laughs> IQ or grammatically, you know, how competent she was grammatically. But do I think she wrote the ransom note? Yes, I do. I think because there are unique characters, everybody in their handwriting can be identified by their handwriting. Yeah. So I do think that she did write the note. And I do think that she covered up with Burke. And we are going to link one of the interviews with Dr. Phil to where he is asking Burke, you know, how come you didn't draw your sister when he was there? He was doing an interview when he was nine with a therapist, right? And they asked him, why didn't you draw your sister right. with a family picture? So that that way you guys can see his face and his reaction. It's uh, definitely really interesting to watch him and how he really reacts. Sad. Even as an adult, how he's reacting to those things. And yeah, it's just like, eh. 
Yeah. What happened? I, I don't know Back what to tell you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Exactly. She was gone. Yeah. And then we all moved on. So I guess seeing all that I just said, I would be curious to know how did this affect the relationship with Patsy, John, and Burke? Did their relationship get stronger moving forward? Did right. he finally gain the uh, love and yeah. attention and care that he was so jealous of John Bonet or yeah, maybe he went on to have a great life in his mind because he's the sole child now. All of the attention is on him. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody got away with murder. Well, somebody did, and they're so. clearly still walking around. Well, it looks like Patsy died, so I mean... But it's weird because we don't really talk about the dad in in any of this, which in my mind makes me believe that he really did not know anything. Right, and just kind of woke up to chaos, and maybe it had all been done prior, and who's to say? Yes. Well, that is the case of John Benet Ramsey. That was delightful. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting one. It is a really interesting. It's still. I'm gonna just keep saying this every episode. It's still really sad. Oh, it's horrible for sure. I it hate really is. Sexual assault cases, especially with little kids, and these people deserve to burn in hell. So. Yes, I couldn't agree more. You hear that, Burke? I'm <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> All right, you guys. On to my favorite part of the episode. Here's this week's tea time. Breaking into homes can be tiring work, but most criminals are smart enough to wait until they get home before taking a nap. But not Mark Smith, though. In 2007, Mark Smith, who was high on Valium and drunk on vodka, (laughs) this such a good combination. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Decided to break into a home, and since he was likely feeling the effects of the drugs and alcohol he had consumed, he curled up for a nap in the homeowner's bed. He was woken up by the local police and sentenced to 18 months. So he didn't even get to steal whatever he was going to steal. No, but he got a nice nap out of it. Well, hopefully it was a nice, comfortable bed. Yeah. Poor guy. I hope you got the help you needed, Mark. Oh. Note to people, our listeners, don't do drugs. <laughs> Illegal. All right. Well, speaking of stupid crimes, are you ready for my joke? I am ready. All right. So <laughs> I was at the liquor store speaking of, you know vodka well maybe i should just start this joke by you were at the liquor store yeah, it's always me yeah so fun fact Brittany loves to drink uh what are they called vodka tonics yes they're disgusting. still looking for sponsors they're disgusting okay <laughs> vodka tonics are disgusting anyway so Brittany has this thing that she i it's always been a thing since we have been together and <laughs> Whenever Brittany needs something, <laughs> she'll put the empty container on the kitchen counter for six years now. And that's her <laughs> that's her note to me. <laughs> hey, I'm out of this. I need another one. So frequently there are empty bottles of vodka on our kitchen counter while I am waiting for Jess to see it. I wouldn't say frequently because <laughs> then that points to her being an alcoholic and she's not an alcoholic. She doesn't Very even true. drink that often. Very true. Not frequently. But whenever she empties a bottle, it is always on the counter and she <laughs> leaves for work before I do in the morning. And so when I get up in the morning, I always laugh because there it is. My, my... <laughs> signal in the sky (laughs) to go get her another bottle (laughs) anywho so we i should start the joke is i well no not not we i so i was at the liquor store and i got carded right right and my blockbuster card accidentally fell out and (laughs) then the cashier said never mind (laughs) you showed your age with your blockbuster card (laughs) yeah 
Do you even remember when Blockbuster was around? Loved Blockbuster. You, so, you were alive. I just, yes, I was alive. I mean, you're, very, you're pretty young, so. <laughs> I just remember going in the Blockbuster and thinking, I'm going to do this job when I grow up. I thought it was so cool. Uh, so for, we have a bunch of listeners that are all over the world. And I know that Blockbuster, I Googled it because I was worried some people wouldn't know what Blockbuster was, but it was in over, they had over 9,000 stores in over 24 different countries. So just in case you are in one of the countries that Blockbuster was never there, number one, I'm very sad for you. (laughs) Number two, Blockbuster was just a chain of stores where you could go and rent uh, VHS tapes. It eventually became DVDs when DVDs came out, and then also games. So they would only release a certain amount of each copy. So back in the VHS tape days, right, with VCRs, and I'm going to laugh when we have listeners that have no idea what VCRs are, (laughs) um, they would only have maybe like three or four copies that they would put out at one time. So you'd have to run. Yeah, so everybody (laughs) would race each other to go to this store to get the newest released movie, which I think a big one was Titanic at the time. Yeah. So you're running, and if all four of those copies were already checked out, you would have to wait, I think, like a week, and you would have to keep basically stalking the (laughs) The blockbuster. Yeah, the store. To see if they returned it. To see if they had returned it yet so that you could then check it out because you couldn't get a copy of it until then. So that's that's the story of Blockbuster and then you know whatever Redbox and then Netflix came out all and the then streaming services took them out. They did. Then they went all down in flames. It's pretty sad. But yeah, but you I, know someone should open a uh, Airbnb in like an old Blockbuster building. Wouldn't that be cool? You could just like blast from the past and there's a million dollar idea right there. I feel like you could just, Someone might take my idea why now. Why can't you just have your own collection? Because it's not movies. staying inside Blockbuster. You're staying inside Blockbuster. You've got the smell of Blockbuster. Who you've would got want the that blue stinky, and stinky stale <laughs> smell. <laughs> it smells like childhood. You've got the blue and the yellow That's walls. That's not a childhood I want to be involved. You've got in. the candy at the counter. No. Someone might have to think about that. No, I don't. I that you will be going to this Airbnb alone. Let us know if you open that. We'll be interested in staying for sure. No, by we, she means her. (laughs) I want nothing to do with this. I want nothing to do with this. All right. So, you guys, before we end the episode, we wanted to announce that our podcast, The Tea on Crime, has now joined Patreon. For those of you who aren't familiar with what that is, it is a monthly subscription page platform that will be ad-free with bonus episodes that are exclusive only to our Patreon listeners. So you can head on over to our page at patreon.com slash tea on crime to hear more tea being spilt. And then, you know, as always, we're really excited to provide you with bonus content. And then always thank you for your support and we appreciate you. Always. If you guys haven't checked out Patreon yet, go and check it out. We have a case on there on Robert Wan, and that is a really good case. So definitely check it out. Speaking of which, I think Asian Heritage Month, speaking of Robert Wan, is in May. It is in May. Yes. So we're going to do something pretty cool for all of our listeners. And all of our cases in May are going to be Asian American cases. Yeah, my people. (laughs) That's it for today's episode. For all of our teaaholics that enjoyed our show today, please remember to go and rate the show on whatever platform you are listening to. Give us a follow on Facebook at Tea on Crime Podcast. Instagram at T on Crime Podcast, Twitter at T on Crime Pod, TikTok 
at Tea on Crime Podcast. And if you are listening on Spotify, please make sure you hit that follow button as well. We would really appreciate that. I'm your host, Britt. And I'm the co-host, Jessica. And we will be back next week to serve you more tea on all things true crime. Bye!